Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors and Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And Gary, do I sound okay? Or, or am I, I was, choppier than usual? Wait, wait, I, was, I was trying to think if I could get this thing like, whoosh, whoosh, you know, you know, the dial-up sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's practically where I'm at. You sound uh, okay. At the, at the moment, you're okay. This show vaguely brought to you by CenturyLink. <laughs> Century-old link. No kidding. It's it, connectivity just like it's 1919. That's right. We're, that's right. We're going to broadcast like it's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, technical failures um, aside, it's been a week, Gary. I kind of like that we always have the Friday slot because this is kind of like uh, my break and then I do my last flail of writing or whatever I, whatever I have to do, and then it's weekend. Yeah, no, that, 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 it's good. It's a great it, – Fridays are good because, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it, I enjoy this. It's like, uh, it, it's like the first – it's like a three-day weekend every week. How about that? I was going to say cathartic, but what you just said was even more dramatic. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, it isn't as <laughs> – it isn't. It just feels that way. You know, it's like the psychology of things. I, I was thinking about this: is that, you know, Sundays for for me, for I've always, I, I, like Sunday comes and I get, you know, mildly uh, depressed. I don't even know why, uh, but I, I kind of know why. I mean, it's, you know, back in the, when you're a kid and you're going to school the next day, and then and then there's work the next day when you get older. But I was thinking about the fact that sometimes, even if I have to go to work. Um, on over the weekend, like on a Sunday, I have to come into the office for whatever reason. I still felt great on Saturday. It didn't I had you know it was like that Saturday vibe was a really good feeling. I wonder what that is, you know. So so now it's like so Thursday comes along. It's like yeah, tomorrow's going to be cool. We got the show, See, and I don't care what we have to do. It's just right. still it feels good. Right, and I'm um, I'm more of a procrastinator. So uh, Saturday, I'm flailing around doing all my house stuff that I haven't done all week. Mm. Um, then Sunday, um, is my day to do nothing because I go to church on Saturday night because, um, that I don't procrastinate. I get it over with. And so I don't really get depressed until I wake up at two in the morning, Monday morning, realizing I have to get up in three and a half hours and I don't want to. Uh, I don't know. I did this. There's just something uh, I, I've, I've years have been working at it, trying to figure out how do you, how do I get myself to not have that feeling on uh, on Sundays you know during football season it's like okay I can I can put it away a little bit and watch football but then the worst I will tell you the worst is so I've got the in the back of my mind uh you know the the Sunday blues that that hit me and then if the Ravens lose it's like okay it's just like this is a total crap day I mean uh Sunday should be a beautiful wonderful day yeah you mentioned church and all you do Saturday so but it's just uh I don't know uh I gotta work on that Maybe when I'm maybe when I'm old and retired, I'll, I doubt, that'll even be worse. Then then well, every day of the week will be sat will be Sunday. Well, maybe, well, maybe you should just really focus now that we're in the season. Just watch the Orioles on Sunday. Everything will be okay. 
You know what? I actually am really enjoying watching the Orioles when I can watch them because the mass in the local thing, it's just, I don't even get into that. Well, their, their legal wranglings and stuff about being able to watch games. But at any rate, it, it's like there, when, when all expectations are down to nothing and you're like, it's all good. Man, somebody hit a bunt single. I am so, I am so jazzed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and this is the narrow window for me to enjoy going to um, our local minor league team, the Albuquerque Isotopes, best name ever. It is the best uh, name ever. And it's a, it's a, it's a fun park, but uh, you got to go before, like June and July, the sun, you, you just can't get away from it. And especially not until nine o'clock at night. The sun is insane here because we're a lot closer to it and stuff. And then there's like this window in the spring uh, where you don't get blown to bits by our evil desert wind. Uh-huh. And you can actually enjoy a game. Because by the time I, I feel like the weather's really cooperating, the season's over. Yeah, yeah. Golly. Hey, I just saw something. Where did I see something about New Mexico in the news last day about some un- unexpected bill you guys uh, had to pay? What was that? What was that? It's in the news. What the hell was that? Hmm. It just it just popped into my head like some thirty billion dollar like it's like it's like the state suddenly they had like a thirty billion dollar you know, like electric bill or something some weird thing some weird thing that happened. I don't know what it was. That sounds about right, but I think it's maybe a thirty-two year old lawsuit. That's what I saw this morning. Uh, I got to look this up while we're just chatting. Okay. You think of something important to say? Really, really no, deep and important. No, well, actually, most of the coverage because today is Good Friday. New Mexico is a state where on Good Friday you go on pilgrimage. So that's really been all the local news coverage is live at Chimayo and um, also uh, uh, Tome Hill in uh, Valencia County. Uh, people make pilgrimages. Mm-hmm. I just saw it. it. New Mexico panel surprises. Oh, no. It's oh, backwards. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's, it's the other way around. It's, it's, the PRC, it's the PRC telling Facebook. Yeah, um, it's the other way around. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a hot mess. And, and, but it's a, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, the situation is um, Facebook relocating to Valencia County. Um, part of it is they, they wanted to have a, a sustainable, uh, they wanted dedicated sustainable uh, electricity. And so uh, they're uh, putting in um, a, a line from uh, Klein's Corners, which is out in the east, from a wind farm. And the Public Regulation Commission, the State Public Regulation Commission, decided all of a sudden that uh, uh, P&M and Facebook were going to have to pay for the entire thing. The state wouldn't kick in. Mm, gosh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and it's a complete turnabout. I mean, because the, the Facebook deal has been in works for, gosh, I think 18 months, two years now. And so to have this come in, in at the 11th hour, uh, it's kind of interesting. It, it, this is going, for once, it's going across party lines. Like, everyone wants to kill the PRC. And they mm. voted unanimously. Five zero. Five zero. But, Look at yeah. But but the um, issue was PNM. One person screwed up their testimony and slipped and uh, uh, said something with regard to um, uh, uh, knowing the costs and uh, it was basically a moment of poor message alignment and unprepared testimony, and that is the public relations lesson. Oh my gosh! Unprepared testimony—that's just a bad thing altogether. I have only once in my once in my life I actually now I'm thinking about it um, testified in front of a government uh, 
government legislators. It was in New Jersey in 19, back in the forever ago. Uh, where they were talking about, I guess they were talking about quality of life for enlisted people in the in the Navy and other enlisted people in New Jersey. And I was somehow, I'm trying to remember how in the hell I got called. I got called. I was in front of the the, the state legislature. I just remembered that. I, how can I forget that? I was nervous as hell. But, uh, of course, they weren't asking me, what did you know, Patty Officer Potterfield, and when did you know it? <laughs> but it was all good. Uh yeah, here it is. Oh, this was it. The PRC commissioners say their vote was based in large part on testimony from a public service company of New Mexico executive, that's our public electric utility, who said the new line would only benefit Facebook. Ah, oh. Come on, they and deserve a little help. <laughs> <laughs> And so New Mexico, for a change, this is a direct quote from the Albuquerque Journal editorial. I love this. New Mexico, for a change, prevailed in a heated competition to land the Facebook investment, which in addition to thousands of construction jobs puts it on the map in competing for investment in the new high-tech economy. A decision by by a giant like Facebook to locate here is significant in the message it sends. Unfortunately, the Public Regulation Commission sent a different message this week. Rely on our promises at your peril. Oh my gosh! So is it is, is, and, is there what, is, is there a danger that Facebook's going to give the uh, virtual middle finger or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty, pretty much. Um, uh, what where was I? Oh, uh, yeah, Facebook has already said um, this is going to affect long-term operations in New Mexico. So Mm. they're going to build a building, they can put people in it, and they may relocate um, to a friendlier state, like, immediately. Or or at the very least, they're going to unfriend New Mexico. Exactly, exactly. And that that comment has come up uh, as well. And the issue was... The agreement that we cut in 2016, the state cut in 2016 with Facebook, was that um, if it is the sole beneficiary of infrastructure costs, it will have to pay for them. But if other users and other activities and citizens in New Mexico can benefit from the infrastructure being put in, the state will chip in. And so PNM did correct their testimony. Uh, but the PRC is ignoring it. Well, what I really care about, and what the show should care about, is is just how freaked out the public public affairs office has to be. You know, for this for the state, they would be freaking like what they're going through this morning. That's what's fun. Yeah, and it well, it's, it's interesting. The um, chief spokesman for the governor is a really um, a journalist I really like. He worked at the Santa Fe New Mexican. I interviewed me, uh, Trip uh, Stelnicki, and. I think he must be just, uh, uh, he, he, he's had a, a challenging uh, 36 hours, I think, since the yeah. PRC dropped this bomb. All right. But we've got a guest. We can move, we do. Away, move away from Facebook. We, we do. We do. We're so, this is great. He's, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. He's, he's, he's just outside the studio. Our good friend Jeff, Jeff Waller. Yeah. Can we talk about him or you? It doesn't matter. We, we, he's an old friend. He's, a, he's an old friend. Right. But, Right, but we're not talking about um, broadcast uh, innovation and the latest technology uh, for broadcast and digital content. No, no. Surprise! It's, uh, 
Yeah, but it, it's. I think it's cool that uh, he's for whatever. We'll find out why that he's. Uh, he and his wife have uh, ventured into the uh, uh, the wild west of uh, of uh, franchising. So this will be fascinating to see. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious about how you how you do that and how you make a success of it and, and what what power you have to to be a success in that business. Exactly, and you know, and it's not just um, a franchise business. It's it's an international exotic one because the franchise is based in Canada. Yeah. And it's all about kale and quinoa or whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's what it's all about. Hey, we've got a break coming up here, like now. Uh, so, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, uh, our friend Jeff Waller of the Production Consulting Group and a franchisor, franchisee, whatever he is, uh, will be with us in a few minutes. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors, and uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program 
Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield and special guest and uh, dear friend and colleague, Jeff Waller. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Merritt. Uh, thanks for the invite from you and Gary, and always good to be here in the Vox Optima studios. Which, of, of course, uh, much of the equipment should look pretty familiar to you. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeff, I mean, not only um, uh, a broadcast expert, you're also an instructor and um, you're a restaurant entrepreneur now. Tell me how you got into that. Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, my wife and I, uh, owning our own businesses, we're looking at doing something together and uh, vetted out a lot of different opportunities. And uh, we uh, actually came back to the, kept coming back to this Freshy brand. We saw what. Uh, uh, what they do as an organization, we felt that uh, one of the really important things was they were superior, a superior product in their market. Also, we felt that their mission statement really aligned uh, with us and who we were, and uh, it, that's really uh, how we landed where we are with Freshy. So the idea was always, you guys have been thinking about, I mean, how, the franchising idea, was it always about, hey, let's find a franchise, or was it I mean, so so when you wanted to work together, was it about franchising? It, it was about franchising because we saw the opportunity uh, for both of us to build a new business opportunity together. And obviously with franchising, uh, you have systems in place that allow you to grow a business and grow a brand uh, with some support, of a well-organized system. And we felt that, that, you know, rather than starting from the ground up, that would be the best opportunity for us to uh, create a, a new, rich, unique business opportunity that uh, we could be successful in. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I know is Pittsburgh is a really good restaurant town. Uh, did that impact your decision to go with something a little more esoteric in your uh, franchise brand? Uh, it was certainly uh, all the, the great publicity that Pittsburgh has got in uh, its restaurant scene. Uh, yeah, was definitely... Uh, uh, maybe you know one of the, the the things that really sealed the deal as well. We knew uh, in our market, we knew there was an audience for the product. We know that knew there were people that that wanted to eat this way, that wanted to eat healthy, and and wanted it to be easy uh, and convenient and affordable. And uh, we felt that uh, after a lot of research, that there was a place uh, for that in the market, and it was missing. Uh, there was nothing like it. Uh, in our market, and we uh, we saw a great opportunity, and uh, uh, yeah, having uh, that buzz around the the food scene certainly was a was a, was a great help. Uh, we obviously, a lot to talk about 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 the uh, about Freshy and all that. I, I'm curious about the because I've thought in the years and years ago about the whole franchising idea. I mean, with all the the knowledge that the franchising company has and, and what they put out there about their success rate, I mean. It, it can't. It isn't just a uh, you know a turnkey thing and, and instant success. I mean, how how much does the franchisee play into the success of of the business? Oh, a, a great part. I mean, you can have. Uh, I mean, you have to have a, a great product, obviously, to get people to come, and you have uh, resources from your franchise. But it's a it's a lot of organic work, and what I mean by that is that what you do and educating people about your product and, and marketing your product and the ways that you do uh, a lot of pre-marketing before your store even opens to generate a buzz uh, through a lot of different uh, channels. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, getting those things up and running, um, 
with signage in your store coming soon, you know, coming soon and, and pre-building uh, that whole excitement and anticipation of your brand and educating people about what exactly it is that you're bringing. So getting some uh, uh, reaching out to food writers, uh, food bloggers, uh, writers in, in local print and digital media and getting them excited about the product and creating that pre-opening buzz is key so that when on opening day, uh, people are, you know, when people come, the best compliment is we just opened our, you know, our second store. The best compliment is, is that I've been waiting for you. And when the customers come through the door and say, I've been waiting for you to open, I've been waiting for you to open. Uh, I, I think that tells you that you're kind of doing your job as far as that's concerned. Wow. Well, and I, I've, of course, following um, uh, all your promotion on this and particularly your second store, which uh, just opened. And one thing um, I'm impressed by is how much the promotion focuses on the two of you as owners um, as well as the brand. Is that something Freshy is uh, supportive of or encourages? Uh, they they really are. Um, you know, there is a, um, uh, you know, for example, our, our distributed newsletter and our communication is called Community with two eyes with the Freshy mm-hmm. brand. Um, and uh, on that, uh, store owners can communicate with each other, you know, it can give uh, real-time feedback to corporate. Uh, and so there is that community created. But, uh, yeah, I think that my biggest point I always tell people is that you can be a franchise, but you can be local. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I think you have to engage with your customers on a regular basis in your stores and through all of your marketing that while we are a franchise, uh, we're husband and wife, we're local, we live here, we work here, and you know this is a, a brand that's very much tied into the community, and we brought this to our community because we saw a, a need for this, and when your customers understand that, um, they don't. They kind of get a different sense when the restaurant that this feels like a, a much more of a local business. You know, I think about the um, uh, about you, Jeff, and uh, your background, and I can't help but think that uh, you had a leg up. You had an unfair advantage <laughs> with your background. So, how much do you think your background has helped you in terms of being ready to, you know, to 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 uh, publicize, to get the word out, and do that? Uh, well, I, I think that, yes, um, as I sometimes say, I, I, I lose track of how many Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram sites that I manage and all the passwords in my head. But uh, I, I think it was a definite advantage. I, and the advantage being this is that knowing what to take from the franchise and what they give you in marketing on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter use those resources, but also take uh, have the a franchise that understands that you as the, the business owner have some unique things to add to your social media marketing. And because I've done that through a lot of different entities, um, I, did, I do think that that was a big advantage that uh, I feel like we've had a nice mix of that from what we've got from the franchise and their messaging and then the messaging we have been providing uh, from our point of view in our market. Uh, pulling on that a little bit, um, I'm curious, is there a specific demographic um, that you are shooting for or are you seeing are you seeing everybody? Well, I would say probably obviously that probably the market for freshie is millennials uh, who have uh, really fueled uh, eating this way and eating healthy and making uh, healthy eating decisions and a lot of them uh, understanding uh, you know with a plant-based diet, a vegan or a vegetarian diet. But I will have to tell you, 
that has been very, very uh, pleasing and surprising uh, how many people that uh, just this past week, for example, um, having a store in a suburban market as opposed to a downtown market, how many senior citizens that we have had that have come into the store that even at that point in their life, they're going, you know, I want to move towards more of a plant-based diet. And so they're out and about during the day with the time, have come down in the store and have sat down in the store like they would in a restaurant and, you know, just hung out for a half hour, had a coffee and a tea and our food. And um, just to see that the changing dynamic that even people in that stage of their life now um, are, are making those decisions and enjoy the food. And again, I think it really comes down to the food. They like our food, and they're coming back. And when they start calling you, I'll be back, honey, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's a great compliment. So while the millennial, I would, millennials have, would say we have been the de- demographic, as we are educating people, uh, we're seeing that shift uh, you know, much beyond the 50s, 60s, and a lot of uh, uh, older senior citizens. That's interesting. I think about the, you know, because of the millennials, um, I wonder if it's the, for a lot of them, it's like, oh, it's the thing we're supposed to do. You know, this is this is this thing that we are supposed to do. We're supposed to be eating better, and uh, and we're going into the kale and the quinoa and things that uh, that the older crowd doesn't even know about. But I think you're right. I mean, it's one thing to sit there and say, uh, uh, "This is uh, uh, hey, check me out. I'm doing the vegan thing. I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the. I'm eating. I'm eating smart." But if you go eat smart and it doesn't taste good, I don't care, you're not coming back. So for regular for folks who aren't used to that, what what can you say about what do they expect? What should they expect when they eat food at Freshy? Well, they, they it has to be flavorful. It has to taste good. All right, that's the bottom line. It has to be some unique combinations of flavors that maybe they've never had. Um, new experiences, new ways to get into, uh, you know, to kale and more uh, plant-based. Trying uh, quinoa for the first time, trying falafel for the first time, trying tofu for the first time. But you can have all those ingredients, but they but they have to be. Uh, good. And it's, you know, the rich combinations and our food is all, it's all about being nutrient dense. I mean, well, it's got calories. There are ways to trim off the calories. Very easy. It's, it's nutrient, it's good nutrient dense food. So they're good calories. But getting back to your, your point about the changing demographic, if I could about the audience, what's interesting is the target audience being millennials um, who have made the decision to eat that way. What we're noticing now is a, a huge market in high school students that have just grown up that way and they they eat that way as a choice and don't think twice about it. So we see uh, in our suburban location uh, a great influx of high school kids coming in after school to get a healthy snack, um, a, a smoothie, a frozen yogurt, or picking up dinner. And it's it's the way that they eat now. Um, so it's it's not a it's not a they have to think about it too much. It's um, it's part of their everyday life, and we're seeing that shift as well. Wow. Well, we're closing in on a break here, Merritt, uh, uh, and we've got uh, lots to talk about with our friend Jeff, and uh, and uh, who knows where our conversation will lead, but there's lots to, to learn about, about, the, uh, about the, the business of franchising, how to market franchising, specifically about uh, Jeff and his uh, Freshy franchises, uh, two stores in, um, in the Pittsburgh area. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors, Merritt to Hamilton Allen, Gary Potterfield, and our guest, Jeff Waller. And, of course, if you want to reach us, uh, give us a call at 866-472-5790. Drop us a line, brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. We'll be back in just a couple minutes.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen with Gary Potterfield, and our guest this week is Jeff Waller, who just opened his second Freshie franchise in Pittsburgh. And something you said uh, in the previous segment, Jeff, I think might perk up the ears of a lot of our listeners. You said that your demographic is millennials, and then you talked a little bit about social media marketing. And I think for uh, marketing professionals, that's the unicorn. Reaching me, millennials on social media. So, wh- wh- how do you do it? Uh, you know, it's interesting as uh, as we've been through this process and and uh, two two years into this process now. What I've noticed is that there is marketing, typical marketing. We put stuff on say, social uh, social media, you know, your Facebook posts and things like that. Some some lovely pictures uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but I think the the, the most uh, really uh, effective way of marketing now is um, that people look is is reviews. 
um, and the experiences that people have had at your store. And where do they post those reviews? What do they say on uh, Yelp and Google being the top ones? So um, it's you know, for me, it's not so much shifted as to what we post. It's what our customers post and the marketing that they uh, that they do for you uh, through those forums. Um, I always say that uh, to me, social media marketing really starts at the door when that customer enters that store. If they're greeted, uh, you know, we always say, you know, hi, welcome to Freshie, and uh, and our staff is, is trained in that. Um, is that they're welcome right away. And, you know, you you get all you need is a post uh, to someone to start off the review like I felt, you know, welcome the moment I walked in the door. Um, then they're probably going to be more likely to uh, post of having a great experience. And we know we've got good food. We're confident we've got good food with that whole experience. So I think that's really where it, it, it starts. And you have to treat uh, each guest as a, a restaurant reviewer almost nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Because they can post anything you want. Uh, good, bad uh, about your restaurant, but that is that is really right now. I think the most effective form of marketing people reach out to Google and Yelp. What are people saying about this restaurant? What's the buzz? You know, <clears throat> so uh, obviously, um, not every review, and, and you can't have 100% positive reviews all the time. What do you have to do? What's the mitigating? What, how do you mitigate if you might get somebody who, who for whatever reason, doesn't leave you a glowing review? Great question. I, I think the 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 most important thing is you need to respond in a very timely manner. Um, keep up on those reviews. Respond quickly. I, if I can just give a quick example, we had a customer that that posted a review that wasn't quite favorable, and um, uh, we wanted to know what happened. We reached out to that customer immediately and said, you know, please message us so that we can exchange information um, and uh, called the customer, um, left a couple messages and we're having a hard and weren't getting phone calls back. And um, through the course of that dialogue and staying on top of that, they reached, uh, they did, um, they came back to the store, um, to the store manager and said, you know what, I wasn't, I was just having a bad day. (laughs) And I wrote a bad review and you have been so gracious in your response. You really care about your business. I just want to say thank you. That means a lot. And then that customer removed that bad review. Uh, And it was just being, staying on top of it, uh, being very responsive. You can't, you know, you can't knock out everyone um, that way. But uh, that's probably, I would say, the most, uh, you know, the most relevant thing that we had. It turned out, a bad experience turned into a good experience. Mm -hmm. And that customer is a loyal customer now. And I, I just pulled up um, your Yelp page, and it's fantastic. You've got 45 reviews and four and a half stars. Uh, is that something you check daily, or how often do you uh, stay on top of Yelp? Uh, we we stay on it as, as on as much as we possibly can. Unfortunately, you know, we get uh, we get notifications um, uh, when things are posted. Um, and to that point, we encourage our customers. Uh, as you know, we always make a point of, of walking around our stores, talking to our customers. How is everything? And if they say, this is great, you know, I love this place. I'm here every day. Encourage them to say, great. Well, if you could tell your friends or, you know, put a post on, on Yelp or, or Google and let people know about your experience, we would really appreciate that. That means a lot to us as a business and, and customers do. Um, and that's how we've kind of built that as well. It's like we, um, if we're doing things right, 
we're glad that we're treating you right. If you could tell others uh, in one of these different platforms, that would be great. And we make make it very clear that really does mean the world to us as business owners. There's a lot that goes on uh, with social media that we can we can lament. Um, but uh, I think um, that one aspect um, has changed business. It's like self-correcting. Yes. You know, the, <clears throat> the businesses, you can't fake it anymore. Yeah. I mean, no matter what it is, if you're buying something on Amazon or you're, buy, you're going to a restaurant, you just can't BS it. You got to, the only way to do it, you know, you, you can't strong arm people to give you good reviews. So, it, so I think it's wonderful that um, that's one of the upsides of all the social media things. Uh, the ability to, um, if, if you're going to be successful, you have to give a quality product uh, to your customers. So I think that's a really wonderful aspect of what's going on. The other thing that, that we have seen uh, that are great marketing uh, opportunities are partnerships. And I, I think that as a franchise owner, if you can partner with organizations uh, that share a mission statement that's very much in line with your mission statement as a franchise owner and the franchise itself, uh, we have found those partnerships to be very effective. We partnered with uh, some gyms uh, that want to offer meals to go, education about juicing, um, and some value-added services for their gyms. Those have been great partnerships. People that do nutrition education, invite them in. Have a, we have one uh, next Monday coming into the store. Uh, on a Monday night, their monthly meeting, they're going to meet at our store, and we're going to educate them on our product and nutrition. And uh, so those kind of organic partnerships are a great marketing tools as well. Mm. One thing, um, I, 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 two reviews, um, I'm still on your uh, Yelp page, are really <laughs> leaping out at me. Okay. Uh, one of them is the person who's never set foot in your store. Um, and she orders online with Yelp. Um, was that difficult to set up? Or is, uh, does it, uh, you know, having delivery options, does the franchise help you with that? Do you have to work that out on, on your own? And how important is that to your business? Uh, well, we, you know, we live in a, a society now where people want things delivered to them. Um, so we're in, we're on all the food delivery services, Uber Eats, uh, Grubhub, and Yelp. Uh, so we have opportunity to get the food to our customers. The one thing I'll say about that is that it really expands your market because we have found that our food is being delivered, you know, 30 minutes away. Wow. Uh, to a customer, we have a, de- in our downtown location, we have loyal customers that are 30 minutes away. <laughs> that are ordering food from our downtown location, we had one store. So you get some demographic information. That's important too, right? What's the demographics? What kind of people? How are they finding you? They, um, how are they checking out your store? So you do get that kind of demographic information from Yelp. And as far as delivery, uh, you know, we deliver uh, in, in close proximity um, within the city, um, setting a, a, a target uh, number on our catering orders, 15 minutes walking distance, 30 minutes driving distance. We do free delivery with a certain amount of order. Um, but there are more and more services coming and um, allowing you as the franchise owner to expand your delivery options um, because there are new services being added every day, not only for the onesie, twosie orders like a Grubhub and a Yelp, but larger orders like catering orders as well. So in a franchise, um, I know that you know there are there are rules. So, um, you know, where does the line, how restrictive or, or liberal is Freshy about what you can do and what you can't do? How does that work? Well, I would say, um, you know, the rules are in place for a reason to keep consistency in, in the product and the brand. And that's what 
Freshie does very effectively. Um, but also um, being a, a franchise that's growing uh, very, very fast. Um, I think that if you, uh, you as a franchise owner, if you are um, doing everything that's, that's kind of within the mission statement and the brand, uh, you're showing it with sales. Uh, you're also giving feedback that you feel is important to grow the brand. Uh, I think that uh, you have a, an organization like Freshy that understands where you're coming from. And I think that's important to communicate uh, to the, the, the people at the top, um, that when you give feedback where you're coming from, we're passionate about the brand. We're passionate about the food. We know it's a good thing. So uh, we always, you know, if you're, if you're not posting and sometimes, you know, I would say complaining because you care. And what I mean by that is that here's a little thing that I think we can do better. Let's all do better. Let me give you that feedback so we can do better across the brand. And I think that that CEOs uh, uh, like our CEO, Matthew Corwin, he understands where we're coming from with these things. So um, you're following the rules, but you're also um, helping um, create the, the rules and why they work and how making them even better for every better experience for everyone. What in the other, uh, there's one other um, uh, review that I love and it's at the top of your page and it's the business traveler. And I think that is huge, particularly with the downtown location because there comes a point um and I love all the gastropubs and all the great uh, food options in Pittsburgh, but there comes a point where you've just got to feed yourself and not consume 1,200 calories in a sitting. Yeah, uh, and our, um, that's, where, that's where I would say the Freshy brand really excels, that, that really truly helps us as franchise owners. Um, there's a very loyal following. Um, I, I can, well, I can tell story for sure. I'm the, the most recent one at our suburban location just opened a week ago. Talked to, uh, two gentlemen that were, uh, from Canada. They were in Pittsburgh picking up a, uh, special needs, uh, mobility bike that's made only in Pittsburgh. And we're driving back to Toronto and pulled up Yelp and saw there was a freshie on their way back, pulled right into our restaurant, knew what they wanted, ordered, uh, and just felt like they were at home because of the brand. Um, it's good. I will also say for you as a business owner to get behind the cash register and work a little bit behind there and that interaction, which I've done uh, the last couple of days, it is amazing how many people that ordered the same thing and they they give you the exact change because they know what their order <laughs> costs. Uh, that's a wonderful, loyal customer. Wait a minute, you, they gave change? You mean like actual coins? They did, yes. I, I was very surprised <laughs> when it's like your order is $10.04 and they hand you a $10 bill and four pennies. You're like, well, obviously you come here often. <laughs> well, and I'm always thinking though about my next meal. And I think a lot of people are, especially travelers. We've got to go to break right now. But um, please, uh, if you're listening, uh, think about what you want your next meal to be and drop us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptimo.com. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. 
at Vox Optima. Our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I am Gary Potterfield, along with Marin Hamilton Allen and our in-studio guest, uh, Jeff Waller um, uh, from Production Consulting Group, the uh, owner of that outfit, and also a couple of he and his wife, a couple of Freshie franchises in the Pittsburgh area. And uh, I was thinking, some of Jeff, when you mentioned last segment about uh, to talk about the um, the gentleman from uh, from Toronto that were that that realized that there was a Freshie there. Um, I don't know if you. I'm just wondering. I, I use Waze as my uh, as my navigator, and, uh, and of course, what they do is you when you come to a stop, an ad comes up telling you something is nearby. Have you used that idea, or is that an idea that uh, some a marketing idea that uh, fresh franchises uh, franchisees may use? Um, you know, we have a great support. Uh, any idea we that we pitch out, I'll, I'll give you. Um, I'll just give you a, a, a one that we worked on last week. For example. Uh, uh, the blue signs that you see along the highway when you see an exit um, where there's food yeah. available, gas available, and that kind of thing. Um, so um, actually in the state of Pennsylvania, that's not through the Department of Transportation. It's through the, uh, um, the Visitors Bureau uh, for the state of Pennsylvania. 
And so then we reached out to our uh, VP of marketing uh, at Freshy to help us with that and help us through some of the, the gamut of paperwork of tracking that down just because they have systems in place that, oh, we did this in another state and we had to do it this way. And every state's different, but um, unique visual um, opportunity there. Um, you know, you are uh, in any franchise, you have to spend a certain amount of your, your money on marketing anyway. Every uh, franchise says, you know, a certain percentage you have to set aside for marketing anyway. Um, and uh, Freshie is, is very good about that. I mean, we have a we spend, but uh, they also reward partners that are out there um, generating sales, you doing unique things with some additional marketing money and opportunities and help um, help you place those things. We did a targeted marketing effort. Um, businesses within uh, three uh, particular zip codes closest to our business. And again, with their systems in place, they were able to put together a direct mail force and get it out to those businesses. So that's, again, an op- a situation where you lean on the franchise's resources that we, you know, in collaboration, you talk about who are you trying to reach? What are the effective ways to reach them? And again, in knowing their brand, they know what is effective to reach them. Is it digital? Is it, so, you know, in some businesses, is it a card to develop your marketing? Do they need something more physical than an email? Um, to encourage that. So those kind of strategies are, are where the resources uh, of having a good franchise behind you really help. Um, also, um, you know, uh, explaining your market, what works, knowing your market. And you talked about some of my experience working in television. I, I know, have a sense of what works. Is it television? Is it radio? Is it digital media? Um, I have a pretty good sense of what works in our market. So that's where I say that we're going to allocate our marketing dollars to these efforts, and could you help us over in this area? So it's it, it, you know you have to work if you want to be successful in your marketing efforts. You really do have to work hand in hand, and when you have some expertise in that area, like I have, um, it it does make the conversation go faster with uh, with corporate and, and getting some some things done. So one thing that um, I I even know how to address this, but. I hate kale. Is there anything for me at Freshy? <clears throat> there, well, there, you know, and uh, you know, the kale thing is, is funny. Uh, uh, again, it was kind of the, the the banner vegetable of people that were going, you know, um, plant based because it is packed with nutrients. Uh, well, let's see. We've got uh, romaine, and it tastes like it. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got your good old romaine. Uh, we've got field greens. Um, you know, you can. Um, uh, get your greens through a number of different things, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, celery, uh, uh, cucumbers, uh, uh, name a vegetable. But the thing is, um, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're okay with you not liking kale. And with, uh, you know, there are people that come in and get a Tex-Mex burrito with chicken and extra cheese, you know, and that's fine. Um, but that opens the door to some people. It's like, okay, I can come into this restaurant and it's not so healthy that I can't find something on the menu. Um, we're also, you know, also being able like we are to accommodate vegan, vegetarian, dietary restrictions, allergen restrictions. It's, uh, that's a big key. And to see people's face light up when you say you can just get something that one, you're not a picky eater. You just have certain tastes mm-hmm. that you like. You can get as simple as four ingredients made your way. 
you know, and we'll call it the, you know, we'll call it the merit, right? We'll call it the Gary as a joke. I have a customer that gets a, a burrito with falafel in the same way every time, and I call it the Jennifer. Um, right. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's the thing. And people really appreciate uh, that, that you take the time to accommodate their their needs in a, in a relaxed, low-key manner. And it's not... Uh, Calling a big flag. Oh, this. Wait a minute. This customer's not getting cheese. Oh my gosh. You know. I think about the fact that um, you know <clears throat> when you say I don't like this or I don't like that. Merit is a kale hater. Huh. Anyway, the uh, I remember when I first met my wife and, and it was eating Sicilian true Sicilian food. I was like, these were so foreign to me. These these tastes. And now I love every bit of it. In other words, you can you're, you're, you. It's about training your palate more than and it's having some different experiences and like, wow. I, I'm willing to learn, and I'm willing to, to to try that. I wonder, do you guys, is some of the marketing about that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And again, I think customers are really surprised when you say, would you like to try that? Um, I, I can tell you the everyday one, falafel, right? People are like, yeah, I've heard falafel. Uh, you know, I've seen it in New York City, seen it have more places, have it and everything. I've never had falafel. So would you like to try it? What? Yeah, sure. Uh, tofu. Uh, try our tofu, you know. And I say, but, you know, uh, I can speak to where tofu tastes really good in particular dishes, the way it absorbs stuff. So sauces, uh, you know, um, you know, whatever you want to try, try it before, try it before you buy it, as I right, always joke right. with the customers. But um, or I always say, just get it on the side and put it in yourself. If you don't like it, come back and ask for something else. And customers are really surprised, like you would do that. I'm like, why not? You are the customer. Right. And, um, you know having that ability to say what you know what you want mix it all up um they're always shocked that um i'm not unusual anymore because i get a burrito made a particular way a weird way um you know um you know i i want quinoa i i don't want to i want a salad that's like quinoa on the bottom and and romaine and a few other things and i'm calling that my salad okay that's your salad that's fine um so that's the fun that really honestly is the fun part of taking uh breaking down that barrier with customers that were like you you know i can do this you i really can do this this is not this is not just a marketing tag that i can customize you should i should say really, have it your way wait a yeah, minute right. that's been done wait a minute so uh yeah, that's that is. I mean, honestly, as a business, that is the fun part of people uh, coming in with particular dietary restrictions that they have struggled to find something to eat, and being able to co- accommodate them 100% is a very, very enjoyable part of the job. Well, we are uh, running out of time, but I just want to say, Jeff. Um, I can't even see you because I'm in New Mexico, but I can tell that you're glowing from all that kale. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, Gary will attest to that. I think so. Yes. <laughs> I did. I had uh, kale, I had kale on my way in last night, actually, um, and a MetaBoost uh, wrap. So that's probably of, why. Of course you, of course you did. And and thank you so much for joining us. Um, one thing I do uh, going to put you on the hook for: when are you opening a freshie in National Harbor? Uh, well, I'll do some investigating, walk around today, and I'll do a, a whole analysis while I'm here. Excellent. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Jeff Waller, thank you so much for joining us. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. That's all the time we have today. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Brand Ambassadors. 
Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.